Welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast, where you are empowered from the inside out for personal growth and lasting impact. So this week's episode is going to be on how to become unstuck. No doubt this past year has presented itself many challenges, some uncertainty, in fact a lot of uncertainty, a lot of changes, a lot of things that we just kind of need to consider. And so I wanted to really explore what it means to unravel from being stuck or feeling like you're stuck because being in lockdowns and, you know, restricted sort of environments and things like that, obviously for our own and others good, um, it may have magnified not only where you view yourself in life, uh, but also where you want to go in terms of your goals, but also the person that you may need to become in order to not only attain those goals, but also to sort of marry that with the reality that we're all living in, um, which is just having to be a little bit more um, fluid in how we tackle life but also a little bit more stoic in a sense uh, so that we can really appreciate what's right in front of us. Um, I hope you've all had a lovely long Easter weekend. Uh, We had some sunshine here. Um, It wasn't the warmest but you know what you know in England it's like you know, 15 degrees is virtually tropical here. So (laughs) we'll take what we can. Um, So really, I hope you've been well rested because I really do believe rest is purposeful. Um, I never used to because (laughs) I love to do things, achieve things and things like that. And I'm sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you're of the mindset of always wanting to grow, wanting to improve, and also wanting to um, just achieve things and the sense of fulfillment that comes from achieving things and you know seeing things through rather than just to say you did something. So having some rest and taking some time out for yourself is really really important and I think it's not just for bank holidays as we call them here in the UK or for other public holidays wherever whichever country you may be listening from but I think it's also important to incorporate that and to actually schedule that so that you can give your mind and body some rest I read it on Twitter this morning that this uh, lady was putting Uh, looking at her iPhone and her computer and she was saying they were acting up you know they weren't functioning as well as they could have and they were being a bit slow so what she did was she put them off for about 20 to 30 minutes and then she went off and I think she said she was playing with her dog or something and then came back and turned them back on and they were working perfectly and she made the observation like if technology in itself which has supreme capabilities, if that even needs rest and some time to recharge, then so much more for us. So I hope this long weekend has been productive for you in the sense that you've been able to 
really look up and take in the surroundings. Now, into today's uh, podcast episode about becoming, you know, how to become unstuck. Um, My first point is keep a journal so that you can spot patterns and stories that you tell yourself and also so that you can heal from things that are subconscious. And you might say, why would I want to keep a journal so that I can read all the things that uh, I'm not loving at the moment? And a journal doesn't have to be negative. In fact, it can be something where you observe positive things. But when you keep a journal, you tend to be able to see in black and white what you are thinking and also what um, thought process that you have, how it leads to your decisions. Uh, whether you have any repetitive sort of uh, perspective, uh, aka spotting patterns, because, you know, there's a well-known phrase that insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. So even if you are excited, for example, to make 2021, and we're in April so far, I mean, time is going very, very quickly. Um, It did before anyway, but it's going even quicker, even though you know, we may seem to have been sort of inside for most of this last year. But um, if you do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result, if you, even if you're expecting 2021 to be different or to be one where you can at least try to implement some of the things that you had planned, it's important to understand the underlying patterns and the underlying stories and the underlying approaches that you have but also any beliefs, hence the subconscious. It can be trauma, and I really advocate for everyone to see a therapist, um, a psychologist, a psychotherapist, um, or a counsellor. They all have different levels of qualifications, and they all have different functions. So I think a psychotherapist is the one who can prescribe you drugs or whatever, but a therapist can't, or a psychologist can't, or something like that. But basically, see someone who's qualified and I stress the word qualified and someone who is good because we all know that within every profession there are different levels of competency so you want somebody who's able to really navigate any issues that you may bring up but aside from that how you can help yourself practically every day if you can't get access to that right now is to really keep a journal and say, okay, so this is how I think most of the time, or this is how I respond in these situations, or this is how I'm responding. For example, use the pandemic as an example. How are you responding to things not going your way, not getting the response as quickly as you want because systems are really up in the air right now with people still working from home? How are you responding to having some issues um, being really brought to the forefront, such as health, such as death, all these things, that may not be pleasant but it helps you to see how you think and I think most people sleepwalk through their life without really realizing it and spotting your patterns is one of the best way to ignite change within yourself because it's your thoughts it's your journal but also at the same time you get to be able to really objectively and sit back and go okay so this is this is the pattern and this is what I can do about it because when you're stuck you feel helpless you feel like what can I do I'm not sure what to do I don't know what to do but the first step is identifying things because you can't change something that you can't identify so definitely write things down write ideas down write down even things that you think can help you because 
it's so important to be build up self-awareness self-awareness is one of the most if not the most important life skills that you can have and that you can develop because it will help you in every area of your life whether it's in your career in your uh, personal life in your friendships in your relationship um, you know in your hobbies in your financial management in your dealing with people in terms of just everyday life it will help you in every area of your life but also it will help you with your relationship with yourself which is crucial because you're with you all the time so spot your patterns keep a journal and that leads on to my second point because once you've sort of worked out what patterns or maybe stories that you tell yourself or beliefs that you have ask yourself what's the worst that could happen and usually you think "Mm, I don't really want to do this this might ignite some fear but ironically it actually reduces fear because most of the time our fear is about things that we avoid or things that we have assumed things about and so the fear is usually greater than the actual thing happening so when you ask yourself what's the worst that could happen in every stage of a scenario um, then you're able to distill first of all what you can do before you even get into that situation and what you know what's within your capability and number two you are responsive if you ever find yourself in a situation like that rather than reactive you are looking at it from a point of view of okay I feel prepared to the degree that I can and none of us are prepared for everything in life as this last year shown but by asking yourself what's the worst that could ha- could happen you realize that your fears are actually a lot smaller than you had initially thought or you thought this was you jumped maybe to the worst case scenario when actually there were many steps in between so I really would urge you to ask yourself what's the worst that could happen and then write them down and then really drill down drill keep asking yourself so if this happens then what next if this happens then what next this isn't fear-mongering or doomsday you know scrolling through your own mind it's more about asking yourself and putting it in front of you and saying hey it's not that big of a deal obviously dependent on what it is and again this is not to downplay anyone's personal issues or struggles but it's for you to realize actually you can handle things and I think we tend to underestimate the resiliency of the human spirit but more more importantly our ability to we ignore our ability to just sit back and really think about things not worry not ruminate but actually think and go "Mm." so let me just you know look at it from a calm perspective and then going forward be able to distill what I can do from this so I'm not panicking and that leads me on to my third point which is train yourself to be the observer now this takes real practice um, but in the in the interests of reducing our assumptions and fears about things and becoming unstuck is that you can only become unstuck when you look at your thoughts and look at your um, responses to things in the point of view of the observer because there are many things in life and many people no doubt who will try to get a reaction out of you or who will try to provoke a response that is not the most intelligent or cogent or smart because our emotions are strong our subconscious beliefs are very strong and 
our experiences really do live in our subconscious so they will show up some of the time which is why sometimes you may respond in a certain way to a situation and ask yourself why did i why did i respond like that what was what was going on there but then you realize that it may have been triggered by something previously so train yourself to be the observer of yourself and this isn't some weird you know woo woo thing this is about um understanding that you are actually separate from your thoughts you know you can renew your mind you can change your mind which is one of the things that as human beings makes us unique we have the ability to change our mind because we have the ability to take a step back um and observe what we're thinking and then go actually now that i have this new information or now that i see that this um thought or this uh responses from uh an emotion that is not going to be necessarily helpful in the situation then you can be able to become unstuck because again going back to my first point you're not following the patterns that you've always followed so you're able to take that step back and able to um really understand that you are not everything that you think um so your mind is always thinking and again i have recommended dr caroline leaf uh before but i do recommend that you check out her work because it's very interesting but in observing what you think you actually change your neuroplasticity because you're choosing a different thought you're choosing your focus will be on something different you're choosing that you're not going to be tied to that thought you're not going to be married to that thought but rather you're going to stand back and observe and not take it as part of your identity we have to understand that necessarily our thoughts aren't necessarily identity they're usually the result of past experiences you know subconscious issues that you may not have addressed you know maybe you're stressed that day maybe you're hormonal that day maybe you haven't eaten you know we all we always joke about being hungry but that is a real that is a real thing and so when you train yourself to be the observer your energy and your aura about how you approach a situation can even be felt by somebody who's not even in the same room as you they'll if you're on the phone for example if you're in a digital meeting as most of us are now with this so it it changes you from being someone who's reactive to someone who can be able to respond not perfectly all the time because again as i said this takes practice so one of the ways that you can start to do that is start by doing quick 5 to 10 minute meditations because it really pays it really brings to attention how much you think but also what you think about and you know whether you ruminate things like that but also it makes you more mindful So when you're more mindful when you're more centered in your body when you are more present in the moment in the here and now it's very easy in the sense to be a responder rather than a reactor you can observe something you can take 2 seconds to even 3 seconds to count before you respond to somebody even if they're right in front of you speaking and what we then do by being the observers that we train our brain not just to listen to respond but we listen to understand and when you make that change you can be able to really understand what is actually going on and what you can do and what you can say or how you can respond or sometimes more importantly how you don't need to respond not everything deserves your energy 
So that brings me on to my next point in terms of um, how to live unstuck. Connect to you and your passions and learn to be alone by releasing codependence. And people have this, um, you know, in society in general, this just horrid fear of being alone in any situation. You know, they have this idea that if you are alone in a restaurant, for example, eating, or if, I mean, I'd usually go to restaurants a lot of the time, whether it's for lunch or dinner or whatever it may be, um, because first of all, if you wait for everyone to always want to go to the same place or for schedules to line up, you'll never do anything. Uh, you'll never meet new people. Uh, this is pre-pandemic, of course. Uh, and this can also be post-pandemic as well. But you'll never challenge yourself to really enjoy your own company. And I think that's important. And it is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable to do something like that. But then after a while, you're like, this is great. I get to spend time by myself because if you're working with other people all day, you actually don't generally get time alone. If you have a family, whether it's the one that you came from or the one that you have of your own, again, you go from being with people at work to being with people at home. So alone time is actually quite precious. And I don't think a lot of us really appreciate how precious it is. Um, and the human condition is that sometimes we always want what we don't have because we think it's better. But actually what is better is what you have and what you make of it. So by connecting to your passions, you're also becoming unstuck because you're not following the mold. You're not coasting in life. You're not saying I'm just going to clock in and clock out and not really think for myself and not really pursue the thing. It's like your life is in black and white, but when you follow your passions in terms of whether you love to do painting, nobody said you had to become an award-winning artist. You know, spend some afternoons, you know, doing something, doing some watercolors, I don't know, doing some oil on canvas or drawing or something. If you love to do fashion, you know, take a course or you know, start styling people, whatever it may be, virtually, of course, because, you know, we really don't need to be passing on this corona. And, you know, if you like to read, then uh, go to the park with your favorite book, you know, get some sunlight, some vitamin D, as well as, you know, immersing yourself. Because let me just tell you, most people really don't care what you're doing in terms of, you know, just general everyday life you know most people have got their own things going on and so when you release codependence it's not somebody else who's driving your life it's you who's driving your life it's you who's saying my I know my passions I know how valuable my time is which is the number one thing you can never get back if you lose money you can make money back if you lose relationships inevitably you can get new ones but time is something that no human being no matter what status they are in life no matter how wealthy how poor how healthy how unhealthy how you know well connected how lonely whatever it is time is something that we all cannot get back and so really valuing that alone time and choosing to release codependency also means that you are less susceptible to unscrupulous individuals um, who don't always appear to be the most brash or loud but you're also um, adding that fulfillment in your life. And I really believe that fulfillment comes with doing things not only that you enjoy, um, but that also have 
an impact to other people and that are using your gifts or using the things that you're interested in and using that to in some way have an impact so again it doesn't have to be some massive thing but injecting that that those hobbies and those passions also means that like that iphone that you have to put off sometimes because you know it needs a little bit of a break you need a break your soul needs a break your mind needs a break and you need to do things that can replenish you and you your creativity even if you don't think you're creative do something that you like you know put together you know miniatures of trains or you know from or go on holiday when it's safe to do so when 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 the world is able to travel safely you know explore things you know if you're a, a foodie then you know um indulge in that maybe start a blog write something that can be interesting to other people to help them discover new cuisines or new places in your local area so there are so many things that you can do that don't require you to think about whether you're going to get paid for it or whether who's going to say what about it or whatever learn to cultivate your relationship with yourself by enjoying your your time alone doing things that are uncomfortable because after some time like anything it really does become extremely comfortable and something that you very much cherish and things that mean that you have a whole life so that when other people come along they are an addition rather than a need rather than people that you're looking to to approve of anything that you're doing but you have prioritized yourself first and that brings me on to my next point in, term, in terms of living unstuck is um change your relational environment and that doesn't mean just uh changing it so that you uh remove toxic people and just or people who just generally aren't happy for anybody else uh and injecting you know um your life with positive people but it's also about releasing the fear of moving on from things that may not be absolutely awful but may not be the best either and i think a lot of us get stuck in life because things are just too comfortable or too familiar or too the same and that can be uh dangerously enticing to the human brain because the human brain loves safety it loves uh the familiar it loves things that are not perceived as a threat which is why for example people tend to gravitate as psychology and psychological studies said we gravitate towards people who we assume either behave like us look like us you know come from the same background etc etc um but that is on a very you know surface level uh but actually your brain um may thrive on that but your heart and your mind two different things and your soul will thrive on you having a healthy relational environment and it means that you challenge yourself to move on from things that may not be the best for you uh but also where you're not growing where you're stagnant where you look and think what do i have to show for this how have i grown how um are we impacting one another's life how is this environment in general helping me and if and also if once you remove yourself from an environment you're able to see whether that environment actually valued you and your contribution and your way of being 
And if that is not something that's valid, then you have your answer. And oftentimes we stay in situations, not only in terms of personal relationships, but general, generally, because we fear it's you know this fear of moving on or this fear like it'll be hard to make new friends or it's a new environment i have to start over but you don't really understand that the 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 pain of staying this you know staying the same has to be greater than the pain of growing and 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 having new but also trustworthy you know honest uh, and passionate people, people who have their own goals and people who champion others who have goals, um, who can help you grow in every area of your life. And so that means that you just don't have, you know, one person that you look to for everything because that's not possible. But also it means that you're not just going into environment just to say you're around other people, that you have a community of people around you, but actually that the community is healthy because anyone can have people around them anyone can you know snap those pictures on insta put them up or you know take pictures of their zoom calls or whatever it's easy to pretend that that's you know that's what you have but actually is it healthy are those people there for you when you need it most um are those individuals people who have the capacity to hold space for your growth uh or are those people who are just there because they just like you, you as a safe pair of hands to just do stuff not because they value who you are but they value what you do so this is also changing your relational environment means that you also become unstuck and you don't overestimate your place in other people's lives and that leads me on to my last point which is create promises not just goals to yourself and keep them why promises because if you think about it societally when we make promises they tend to have a deeper meaning than just goals you know goals are great you, you can measure them hopefully uh, if you're setting smart goals um you can set yourself a timeline you can set yourself you know different things but with promises it's like a vow that you're making to yourself about what you will do for yourself and this is about understanding the there's a higher emotional pull with promises than necessarily sometimes with um, your run-of-the-mill goal. Obviously, it depends on each person, everyone's individual, etc., etc. But my point is that when we are busy, we create promises to other people all the time. But it's important to really um, lay the foundation of creating promises to yourself because you become unstuck. Because then you'll look back in six months time and go, oh, that one promise I kept to my, I made to myself, I've actually kept it and I'm really proud of myself. And that means that I can go on to do this second one. So when you tackle small things at a time, when you keep promises to yourself, that only, not only builds your, an effective relationship with yourself, but it builds your self-confidence because it's not based on external circumstances or other people, which are the two things you must never base any kind of identity or confidence on but it also helps you understand that you're more capable of what you may have initially thought and that you can be able to have your own back and honor yourself in the way that we so easily honor others it's very easy to advocate for another person it's very easy to do something kind for another person because 
I don't know about you, but for me, it's just, it's just natural. It just comes naturally to want to infuse some positivity or to help somebody or to pass on a link or to, you know, send them a message or, you know, whatever it may be. But if you keep your promises to yourself, you will know that whatever you do for others is, is actually really from a full well, from a full, you know, uh, a mind that is, prioritizing self and then and so therefore can give genuinely to others of your time of your energy etc but when you create promises with yourself it also creates the standard for your relationship with yourself but also for how other people treat you and prioritize you in their life so quick recap on how to uh get unstuck which is keep a journal so you can spot your patterns and the stories you tell yourself ask yourself what's the worst that could happen train yourself to be an observer connect with your passions and learn to release codependence and be alone there's loads of um literature out there on uh, codependence obviously take everything on the internet with a grain of salt and do your research but there is lots of stuff that you can um sort of google to help you with with that, change your relation environment so that it's a genuine one, uh, not just one just to have. Um, and create promises and keep them to yourself, uh, not only in terms of not necessarily blabbing it to everyone because uh, privacy is something that is uh, a, great, a great thing to treasure, but also it means that you're able to... Um, really have your own back in that way so i hope today's episode helped you don't forget to share with those in your world um, and check out not your average official on instagram our website notyouraverageofficial.com thanks so much for listening and as ever don't forget you are above average and i'll see you on the next episode bye